Ladies and gentlemen, I am Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter wrestling's voice of reason, Scott, as well as the third man, the man of many numbers, the Stephen Pescatarian, John the Statman. Uh, also joining us is the best book machine from Ship It Studios and longtime contributor to the HR brand, Mr. <laughs> Zach. We are coming to you from the Above the Ring Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, covering all things AEWWB worldwide, coming to you Monday morning Turner time. Royal Rumble has come and gone. What a show. We got a lot to talk about. It was also late. How are you guys feeling after last night? <laughs> well, I stayed up and watched the uh, press conference, so I'm I'm running at like fifty percent right now. But that's okay; it's worth it. Yeah, it was oh, late. Man. Scott, Scott, you're <laughs> wired from Mountain Dew pitch black. <laughs> Scott's driving on fumes right now. Yeah. <laughs> what I will say is we are lucky we're not the guys from what culture or cultaholic or wrestle talk. Because those guys are watching it and then dropping stuff at like 7 a.m. in the morning. And then dropping themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to I went to bed. Um, I, I, decent, decent li- premium live event, I have to say now. But yeah, I, mean, I went I went to bed immediately when the main event ended. But no, it was overall it was pretty good. Yeah, I that. thought it was uh, it was good. I thought it was good overall. Um, I think we can just get into it. Pretty straightforward. Only five matches, which is nice. Kicked it off with the men's rumble off the bat. Um, what I, I I'll start by saying this: I did enjoy this this match. However, and I think Scott, John, Zach, you all probably agree with me here. The fact that they announced like the rest of the men just before the Rumble made it a little more underwhelming. And the only reason, if I was to rate this and it was star rated, or if I was to rate this one way or another, it would be knocked down from the lack of surprise entrance. Yeah. Yeah. Right before the match started, they showed an up- updated graphic and there was 27 people there. And it's like, well, shit. All right. Well, as of SmackDown, there was like 17. So like these other 10 just. There it is. Like, leave a little suspense. I mean, at least with the women's match, they only announced 17 before. So 13 of them were like, all right, what's going to happen? This is going to be a lot more fun. Uh, but yeah, that that I agree with that completely. It really, I want to say it took the wind out of its sails because the match itself was still ridiculous as a rumble normally is. But yeah, not having as many surprises really kind of kind of sucked a little bit. And the other thing for me was, as, well, as soon as the they announced the men's rumble was going to be the first match, I kind of knew then that The Rock was not going to appear. So I, I was a little personally disappointed by that. Uh, maybe that was wishful thinking, but yeah, I didn't. If you were going to have The Rock come in, he would have, I think, been last and do the sign point at the end of the night. But um, it was it was still good. Just yeah, of course, wish there would be more surprises. I thought there were going to be a few more this year than last year, and when we recorded the Pick'em show, there were like only 15 announced. So that it's just too many. I don't know why they do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, we live, we live in a day and age where it's, I think it's, it's tough to be surprised by anything like entertainment wise. So I don't understand why, why companies don't try to be as surprising as possible. Like, like keep people hidden. Like, 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 I mean, jump to AEW really quick like adam cole like he went he like hid he was like wearing like things over his head so nobody knew he was there 
I was like, if if they just went to that effort like all the time, like like I, I, we'd react better to these surprises. But, in, but yeah. instead, we find out all this stuff ahead of time, and it it, it kind of kills the buzz. Yeah, and, and normally the Rumble is the is the show for WWE that has those legitimate surprises. And right, I think we you could say we got a couple in the women's, but on the men's side, it's just like it 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 was the usual players. But even if it was the usual players, I think some of them would have gotten bigger pops if they weren't announced prior. Oh, I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know. Maybe somebody like Ricochet, who, yo, yeah, Ricochet's in, you know, towards the end, oh, yeah, Ricochet's in this, you know, maybe would have had a bigger pop because he wasn't announced for the Rumble. Right. You know, the Cody thing, I mean, we, I think we could talk ourselves black, black and blue in the face on, on that. That just should not have been announced. Yeah. No. I agree. 100%. Nope. Yeah. Especially because he was 30. I think if, you announce him ahead of time, it would be okay to have him come in one or two because then it's you're building up a story that way. Instead, yep. we're just waiting the whole time for Cody to come out. So then at the end, we know he's 30 and it it would have been much better for him to be a surprise, even if everyone could have you know figured out or knew that it was going to be Cody at 30. To have that be a surprise, I think still would have been really cool, would have gotten a much bigger reaction. Hmm. I'm, I'm going to jump back to quickly um i think it was 20 2019 was it 2019 2018 when just before AEW had started and was it AEW or i remember kenny's contract was like oh on its verge of being up and they had the rumble happened around the same time and maybe it was when the year AEW started 2019 where number number 30 was the surprise entrant like the, the last one and nobody knew and i'm like sitting there I'm like is it gonna be kenny it was i forgot who it was but it was one of, even just the anticipation and even if you're wrong you just like is that adrenaline who is it yeah who is it, it um but surprises aside no it was pretty good uh i will say personally if you were to chop off from i remember i forgot it was logan paul the third to la last two men and then take the Walter, no, the Gunther and Cody section. And that was his own match. That was my match of the night. Yes. Yeah, I, I believe they said it was the first time in history that a number one and number 30 were the final two. I, I, this, I mean, we all know how much of a star Gunther Walter is. This made him even bigger tonight or tonight on uh, at the Rumble on Saturday. It was just, yeah. It's amazing. Amazing performance. Uh, I also love the fact that the rest of Imperium was not in the Rumble. It just made him shine even bigger and even brighter. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was a lot of fun to see. Uh, I loved that, obviously. I love uh, one good thing about the Rumble is that number one and number two always have a past story. And having it be Gunther and Sheamus, I'm like, all right, perfect. Which I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was definitely the most, um, I think maybe besides the main event, it's the one that definitely kept my attention the absolute most. Yeah. And the couple of surprises that they did have, we wish there were more of them, but Booker T that was yeah. really special, especially for a Texas crowd. And 
getting a spinner Rooney and edge coming back and getting to take out the judgment day a little bit. And they're see they're continuing that, that that'll be a lot of fun too. So they did do a couple of things that were really nice. And um, yeah, even Lo Logan Paul, I, I don't mind seeing him because he does, he always does pretty awesome work in, in wrestling so far in his career. The spot with Ricochet was pretty incredible. Yeah, that was insane. I'm actually surprised none of us picked a Logan Paul. I didn't even put two and two together. I was thinking Bad Bunny, John Cena, The Rock. I'm like, Those I, are... I forgot about Logan Paul, honestly. No, I, I totally did too. forgot. Oh, it was I a good surprise. Yeah. yeah, especially with all the heat he got. And so despite people not liking him for who he is as a person, when he came out and the place is booing him and then everyone in the ring is like, get him. You know, yep. those moments are always fun. Hmm. This rumble and the women's rumble had the same instance where the the it they both ended really well. Um, yes. And speaking with the men's the men's uh, Royal Rumble here, uh, yeah, Gunther and Cody to end it was uh, was uh, I think the best the best thing they could have done with with the with the superstars they had in this match. Gunther, he he's obviously this big guy, and he he knows how to work the guy that he's competing with. Mm. Like I think, believe he had a match with Ricochet like weeks ago or something like that on SmackDown, and you know Ricochet's not a big guy, but Gunther uh, knew how to. He knows how to work with guy, even if his style is totally different from his. And I think even though Gunther didn't win, this made him look really strong. Like he was working the the uh, bad peck. I mean, bad anymore. But the the what was the bad peck of Cody? And we yeah. saw we were like, oh my god! I mean, it looks like he re-injured it. He didn't obviously because he was just getting the getting chopped to pieces uh, by him. But it was great because I mean, you, you felt like you you felt that like small feeling like okay, Cody's probably going to win, but uh, with how well he worked with Gunther, uh, it kept you into it, and you you were kind of like had some uncertainty there. Yeah, um, it definitely could have gone either way, um, but yeah, like like you said, like it's just. Um, it's, 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 it's funny because during the press conference after afterwards, when triple H was up there talking, he talked about Gunther and how everybody that has faced him in a, uh, some type of program, uh, so far since he's been on the main roster has said that, uh, that he knows what he's doing and like he's fantastic in the ring. Uh, so this was just like, you know, extra candles on the cake here. It was just, it was fantastic. Um, Personally, I feel like it was still a year too early for Cody to win, but that's just my opinion. Um, I think Gunther versus Roman would have been one hell of a main event of WrestleMania. Um, but here we are. Cody Rhodes, your new number one contender for the WWE Universal Heavyweight, whatever other things you want to accolade you want to throw on a title. <laughs> Do we think Cody's going to beat Roman at WrestleMania? God, I hope not. Um, there's I two ways I think that they can go about this. And this is going off. I'm only going off of what Scott and I, we've talked about for a while. Um, 
and we when we talk about the main event, we can get a little more in detail. But the two ways to go about this is they let Cody win the Rumble two years in a row. Let him lose this year, but let him win again next year because he still has the program with Seth Rollins. He has to do, you know, he had this one with Gunther. I could see that being a storyline going. I mean, imagine him, you know, taking on Gunther and now, okay, now he's the man to take on and defeat, you know, Roman Reigns next year. Uh, is that going to be the case? Uh, probably not, but I think that's a good way to go, you know if we were to let Roman be champion and give Cody his moment with the belt, I think that'd be your best bet. I'm wondering well, if they they do something where they split the titles again and they do something like that. They switch off between night one, night two, you know, something. I I don't know if Sammy, if, if the rivalry with Sammy will last till April, maybe. But I'm wondering if they do something where... Roman loses uh, one half of his one belt one night and then loses the other belt to Cody another night. Like Adam Pierce does something where he, he splits the titles again uh, or something like that, but we'll see. I, I, I like, I like this conversation. Uh, at least my, my opinion is I would put a pin in this for now until after elimination chamber, because yeah. With what happened after the main event, which we'll talk about momentarily, the Elimination Chamber is in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. A certain someone's hometown. Whoa. This is going to be an insane premium live event in February. And I'm literally on the fence because I live so close to Montreal and I actually might go to this. I don't know. I'm still thinking about <laughs> it. Do it, but, Scott. Oh, my God. I know. YOLO. <laughs> <sighs> but, yeah. That that first match was great, uh, and then after that, things got um. Well, I don't know, Sam. How would you explain how this went? <laughs> well, guys, we had um this wonderful Mountain Dew Pitch Black match brought to you by PepsiCo. Bray Bray Wyatt defeating LA Knight <laughs> in fall. You know, I'm gonna quickly loop these in. I'm gonna loop both of these in because I, I Zach, I don't know if you saw this, but I was telling Scott and John this. Bianca Belair also defeated and retained the Raw Women's Championship. These matches combined, so keep in mind, the, the Rumble match was an hour 11, as expected. These two matches alone, 12 minutes, 40 seconds, together. Total? Yeah. Total, for those yeah. two matches. So, and I guess it worked, that, you know, 15 minutes is a good buffer to get people to kind of get hyped up again for the next Rumble match, which is fine. Um, but this Bray Wyatt thing, let me... Uh, uh, a couple thoughts first and foremost, and I'm not against this. So all I could think about with the lights coming down, uh, two things, this felt like something they would have done in the new generation era a little bit where it seems a little cartoony and a little okay. just out there. But also I said, what is this Nickelodeon slime time? Is this like the football games? <laughs> Cause they, they blow the table up in the green, whatever that is, you know, look like coins or confetti. The, the, yeah. I was just like, However, if Nickelodeon did something like this with wrestling, that'd be fun. But ugh, this was, it wasn't bad, but it was just like oh, advertising. That's not what you're expecting with Bray Wyatt. With how well, everything he's been building up to and how scary he's supposed to be. I can't really be scared of him in a 90s cosmic midnight bowling night. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Rock and we, bowl. 
I think a night um, at a night out at Monster Golf. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, that's what we thought. I was like, oh god, it's Monster Golf. Um, yeah, it's just that that color that the, the whole color scheme was a choice. <laughs> Whether it was the right one or not, I don't know. Um, Bray going over was obvious. We all knew this was coming, uh, especially after what happened at Raw Thirty. Uh, there was no way that LA Knight was going to go over. Um, the five minutes, I kind of expected it maybe to be a little bit longer. I expected this maybe to be 10, give, you know, LA Knight some offense, but it is what it is. Uh, I do like the new look. Uh, it reminded me of Mo- the guy from Modern Warfare. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, the red uh, contact lenses, that was that was nice. That was a nice touch. Uh, and then the whole bit with uh, Uncle Howdy and the live action puppets coming back. Um, I thought that was what it was. Uh, there's there's still a lot going on here, obviously, with Bray and with Miss Bliss. Uh, Bray actually touched upon that during the press conference. So there's still more to, more to see, but I was definitely surprised, I guess I'll say, for the lack of better words. Surprised about how this how this whole thing for the match went, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So that was a thing, and <laughs> then we'll hop over to the women's. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> this one wasn't bad either. Did look I... good in in. Is that what you're talking about, or the women's rumble? You were going to move on because no, I'm talking about that. We're talking about the the title match. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it wasn't bad, but I think I don't know who said it. Was it you? One of you two? Where you were like, the last match was a crowd killer. So the crowd here is just dead now. Yeah. 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 Can I jump can I jump back to this Mountain Dew pitch black? Oh yeah, no, I'll let you go. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> oh my. I was not happy with this. <laughs> uh I, yeah. Well, mostly just because, you know, LA Knight is is a talent. Like he's He's obviously a very serious wrestler and you know he's he does good work and you put him you put him in an angle with Bray Wyatt and you get all this phony crap with this uh this neon stuff and all this stuff and a sponsorship for Mountain Dew and uh we see uh Uncle Howdy he the pretty much coffin dropped off of this thing and we didn't see it from the camera angle when we were watching it but apparently he missed them completely yeah and he went right off to the side of la night but this 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 like i don't know why they're doing this to la night especially after the max dupree stuff uh like they put him in an angle with with, with bray wyatt and just I, I did not like this. <laughs> just just to counterpoint a little bit of that, I think this actually helped LA Knight more than it hurt him because it it gave him the, the gave him the space to talk, which is his main attribute to begin with. He's a he's a good wrestler, but he's a phenomenal talker. So we got to hear some great promos from him. He had one-on-one with Bray who's another excellent talker on the mic. Uh, the spot with Taker at, at Raw 30, that's huge. That's a huge rub for him. So, yeah, he got his ass handed to him in five minutes. Yeah, that kind of sucked. Like I said, I wish the match was maybe a little bit longer. 
But I think wherever he goes next after this, he's going to rebound and he's going to win whatever next feud it is. He just unfortunately was the first. He was he was the unfortunate casualty of Bray Wyatt's return. Where Bray goes from here, I have no clue. So that's why I'm looking forward to watching SmackDown to see where he goes next. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We saw we saw the Bray Wyatt stuff continue. We saw that Bray Wyatt stuff was involved in both of these matches that weren't that you know just that ran under ten minutes. True, that yeah. is true. So I. Uh, no, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, these, these two visually... matches. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. <laughs> you don't visually see it since it's it's uh uh just audio here, but I'm just shaking <laughs> my head. Just oh, man, these, these two matches did not get the Statman Star of the Night. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> but yeah, the. The next one, like we were, I was about to say, um, I don't think it was a bad match. It just was just like from the from the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. The crowd was just like, nah, if we got it. We're three matches in. It's time to get popcorn. Go, you know, go to the bathroom. You know, I don't think it had. To, I think it was the placement of this match that made it seem to. Yeah. No, I agree. I, if anything, I would have swapped um, Bray and. Bianca's matches because after that you also did have two women's matches in a row. You should have given um Bianca and and Miss Bliss more time uh to really kind of maybe feed off the high that the crowd had with Cody winning and then you can throw in Bray's match with Ellie Knight and then jump it back up with the women's rumble after that. That would have been my only real swap because i agree with you sam like this was a unfortunate placement for for this match i think maybe we were expecting a little more to happen with uncle howdy and or bray wyatt with alexa other than just after the match showing us just another little video clip basically what they've shown before with alexa so maybe if you did that before we actually saw uncle howdy jump off a thing um maybe maybe there would have been more anticipation there whatever uh, but i did think alexa looked really good in this match i think she did a really good job being ultra aggressive and violent and kind of showing us that she has that evil side to her so i enjoyed what she was doing in this match just it was just a little bit short yeah yeah i going back to the placement i think that's really what kills this match big into music so when i think of some albums that are like superior just from their track you know the way the albums are tracked and how the songs are placed out where it flows i think the same thing at this point with the amount of wrestling we have watched the same thing applies here when you replay when you it and hell maybe the bray wyatt match would have been better if it was just before the women's rumble maybe, maybe it would have flowed differently but is that everything? Yeah, these these just felt these matches these two matches just felt like they they kind of felt like an inter an intermission like a you like it was something to watch but I mean you didn't really have to tune in to miss too much and it was just I don't know yeah it, it, the the placement of it the placement of both of these definitely uh didn't help I mean. That you want to start off, I understand wanting to start off strong, so that's probably why they started off with the the men's Royal Rumble match. 
you know, start off on a high note, but I, I think where you decide to go from there is, is tough. Yeah. So uh, it is what it is. Well, we're going to, Zach, have any other thoughts on that or we, uh, no, no, making, it's, it's, I just think it's, it's tough. Um, it's tough. I think, booking stuff in between Royal Rumble matches because those are so long. People are invested in them for the entire time because you're waiting to see who comes out and stuff. So, yeah, no matter what you put in between Rumble matches, that's it's probably going to be tough. Um, yeah, especially when... It. And I think uh, Scott had said we, we talked about Raw is 30. I think John said something about like, there's like nothing else going on. Like, if it's not the Bloodline or like the Judgment Day stuff, like there's not any real concrete stories that you could have probably thrown in there in the meantime. Mm, that's true. Um, but speaking of judgment day, let's go over to the women's Royal rumble, which was a pretty good rumble match as well off the bat. You know, cool thing about this rumble. Cody comes in at 30 wins. The men's Royal rumble. Rhea Ripley comes out at number one and wins the women's Royal rumble. So this is the first time we've had somebody at one in 30, both win a, a rumble together. And this is also the first time in the women's history that somebody from the number one position has won mm. the women's Royal Rumble. And I think, honestly, there was nobody better that could have won this Rumble and made that history than, than Rhea. Rhea's been on a meteoric rise this year and last year. Uh, since they put her in Judgment Day, she's completely found who she is, and she is just running things. And uh, I really look forward to seeing who she's going to challenge uh at wrestlemania for either the raw or, or smackdown women's championships that match is going to be outstanding and i firmly believe that Rhea will be a new champion at the end of whatever wrestlemania night she wrestles yeah and yeah i think especially because oh, sorry zach go ahead my bad because uh especially because Rhea got hit with the spear by beth phoenix before also coming out first and then going through all of that Added yep. a little more doubt, a little more she had to persevere through. And I I really enjoyed the final three of this match. Asuka, mm. Liv, and Rhea. And what they did at the very end with the mist. And Liv, when they're on the side of the apron. And Liv almost getting Rhea. Rhea's dangling. And then grabs Liv with her feet and flips her over. That was really well done. Yeah. Uh, some, some good surprises. My girl, Michelle McCool, who I picked to... Be a surprise entrant. I, I was a little nervous because they showed her sitting in the crowd with her kids before, and I was like, "Oh, well, great!" So now she's not going to be in it. But they did the thing. They play her music, and she comes from the stands. So I enjoyed that. That was pretty cool. Um, just to take a step back. Um, Oscar bringing out her evil face face paint. Um, some of us were on a call or on a discord watching this together. And I apologize for how loud I got. Cause I freaked the fuck out <laughs> when she revealed that face paint. Um, when she was over in Japan, she was the be all end all of women's wrestling. And it's just to her to bring that side. I'm hoping that this is not a one-time thing and that she goes heel because I think a heel Oscar would be, perfect but we'll see uh but yeah this match was great 
Uh, I love, again, we go back to the number one, number two dy- dy- dynamics between Rhea and Liv. So also having Liv going all the way to the end as well. Both of them lasting over an hour. Uh, Rhea going the full one hour, one minute and eight seconds. And Liv was literally a second behind her. So to have both of those two go all the way, I think is just a testament to how great both of them have been recently as well. Also, I want to throw I want to throw a, a shout out here. Piper Niven, fourth longest competitor in this match, 28 minutes. I think John had called, you know, anticipating her return, I believe. Yep. And she, I mean, she looked great. It was great to see her uh, come out. Um, well, it was nice to see the do drop name be dropped, you know, fit, be dropped. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, that's yep. where I was going with that. Yeah. So uh, the, uh, the Piper Niven works a lot better. Yeah. For her. So I'm 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 very happy as well that that's back. I mean, the last theme that she had was was pretty good, but I'm I'm very excited to see Piper Niven actually be who she was in the Indies and in NXT UK. So the women's division definitely got a good shot in the arm with her coming back. Do we want to talk about the uh, the what the the downside do of this match? Thirtieth. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, no, we don't need to talk about Nia Jax at I all. I forgot about that until you said it. So I'm sorry. Thanks. I'm sorry. I had to remind you of that terrible moment in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> uh, had she again, had she come in a little earlier? Cool. But uh, do you think they're going to give her a push since she came out at 30 and they were trying to make a big, this big deal? I'm hoping this is a one and only. We don't see her again. I don't see, I don't see Nia Jax getting too much of a push in the, if she is doing another run uh, with WWE. I, I with her, I it was seeing her. It was kind of like a oh, it, it felt like oh oh she's been here, she's done that. It's like oh, you're back. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. It, it's like. I, I don't I don't see her having a shot at any title or anything anytime soon. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Maybe she puts over she puts over like a Rhea Ripley or or something like that, which 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 I could see, which would uh, make sense. But we'll see. But yeah, and under, I guess you can't have the number thirty spot be too big every year, and that definitely. Was not the case for this women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> you say that, John. What was uh, the who was the thirtieth last year? I'm going to pull that up quickly. Thirtieth last year. Let's see. They Shana also Baszler. played Nia's music before the countdown clock even started. Right? They did botch it. Yes, they did. <laughs> even her entrance. Even her entrance was a botch. If that's not a sign, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, please exactly. don't make this mistake again. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I don't hate the woman like as a person. As a wrestler, she's fucking awful. I'm sorry. Like when Shayna broke her arm, I don't think I've ever cheered for somebody so hard well, in my entire life. <laughs> well, all right. This is interesting. Probably because we don't know what show she'll appear on appear on right now, but she's apparently like she's free agent right now under her brand status or whatever but I, but they also have michelle mccool obviously because she's not active anymore but they have chelsea green 
I think this is I think they probably just appear as free agent right now just because we don't know what show right they'll appear on yet. Yeah, yeah. so that's why. And Chelsea's been signed for a while and they just haven't found a creative place to insert her yet. So I also love how she set the record for the quickest women's elimination. Um, so that I thought that was kind of funny. I love that her husband even trolled her on Twitter after the fact. <laughs> <laughs> was it five did seconds. You that? Yeah. Did you see I that didn't see what he did? No, he pretty I didn't. much goes, oh, is it first match back or something like that? My baby already uh made a record at the Royal Rumble. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah, she's up there with what she's up there with what Santino Morella. Oh, Santino's <laughs> elimination was just hysterical. like one second. One second. <laughs> He's uh tied with one of the bushwhackers. Um I, there's no <laughs> way. There's no way that's ever gonna get broken. Um but it's just so funny. That's, well, that's, actually, that's not true. maybe Ray, Ray, Mysterio's, Ray Mysterio's zero seconds in the Royal Rumble match last night. But he never night. officially entered the Rumble, so his he doesn't count. It's kind of like what happened well, with um, well, with Axel uh, all those years ago. The man never got eliminated from the Royal Rumble. So uh, I got a bone because I got a bone to pick with them for that for that because they they play his music and all this stuff, and apparently he. We wasn't in it because because of injury. So don't even play his music. Well, I think the reason why I, they did that is because Dominic came out at 18 holding Ray's mask. So it's he, the illusion that Dominic attacked him in the back, beat him up, stole his mask to come out and well, have a severe struggle trying to tear that mask apart, which I thought was also equally hilarious. I was <laughs> laughing at that. Well, I mean, which I get, but they... They jumped Ray to another show, you know, a while, a little while ago. So you, yeah. you'd think the stuff with, I mean, it's his son. So, I mean, it's not like he's, it's not like he's not going to see his son, obviously. Right. But, but by changing shows, like for Ray, I felt like the stuff with his son, as far as on camera has been like kind of over. Uh, like, I mean, not like, not like good, not like over, like good, like, like just right. done, like kaput. So... The, the the funny thing of it is that they're they're still trying to keep that going because they had the 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 exclusive video for Thanksgiving where where Dominic shows up and beats up Ray. They have the stuff for Christmas where Dominic gets arrested and now he's in this whole you know uh, thug from you know <laughs> doing hard time for being there for a few hours. Um, and then the stuff for tonight or uh, tonight for the Rumble. For me, if we're playing the long game here, this is all going to lead to Ray finally snapping and fighting his son at WrestleMania. It's all part of a plan. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? We need we need we need live on Raw or SmackDown. We need the disownment of Dominic Mysterio. Like, come on, Ray, just pull pull the trigger already and just <laughs> that's what we don't we, care how much you we love this <laughs> we had the custody of Dominic Mysterio years and years ago. We need the disownment of him. Well, if, if anything, Dominic's showing his his you know his Eddie side right now, so it's nah. it's working. It's working. Do we? Because we obviously know who Cody's going to go after. It's given at this point, right? Any guesses on where Rhea is going to go? Who Rhea is going to take on? I have a thought, and I think if you want me to share that, if anyone else wanted to. I go think ahead. she's going to go after Charlotte because Charlotte took the NXT women's title from her WrestleMania 36 by submission. Mm. And she's never beaten Charlotte. 
ever. She's fought Bianca a bunch of times in NXT coming up together. Uh, she actually touched upon this a little bit during that press conference, talking about uh, one of the one of the media uh, people had asked who she would think about facing which which champion, and she laid it out for both. Uh, I think her and Bianca would be an amazing match, but her and Charlotte, this could be her crowning achievement, no pun intended, with the queen. But I kind of want to see Charlotte. But the only thing that that would be is that she would have to go to SmackDown, which means that she would have to leave Judgment Day. I could see them wrapping up Judgment Day stuff soon. Edge coming back. They wrap that up the next premium live event or two, I don't whatever. And then I think if you do have Rhea against Charlotte, Rhea's going to get over huge in that. She's mm -hmm. So you could have to get her away from Judgment Day, get her to become a babyface. Um, I think she would get a huge reaction beating Charlotte at WrestleMania. So I could see that happening. The, the funny thing is, is that Charlotte right now is the babyface. Mm. And Rhea is so over as the heel that I don't even know if she needs to change. I mean, uh, little, most of the yeah. storylines have been blurring between the shows, anyways. I mean, look at the look at the bloodline. So maybe they don't have to. Maybe the Judgment Day is just going to be taking over both shows or being appearing on both shows. This also would be a great way for the whole Ray and Dominic storyline to continue to grow, because if Rhea just starts randomly showing up on SmackDown to attack Charlotte, why not? This is a tough one because I I feel like as long as she's with the judgment day she's she's the heel and if you're gonna do that then if you're gonna keep the judgment day together and all that obviously you know keep her on raw and go after uh bianca if she's if she still has the title by then Rhea is you know she's the she's the prominent figure in the women's division right now and I think if you want to keep perceiving her as a heel, you know, people people don't like Dominic. So I think as if you keep them together, it keeps her as being perceived as the heel because she's with this little you know what, like Dominic. So that's a tough one. So that'll be interesting to see who who she decides who she decides to go after because I feel like if you go after Charlotte, I mean Charlotte I think Charlotte won't be a babyface for very long. She likes to be a heel mm. more. That is, that is very true. I believe. So I think, you know, she's got that. She's got that. She's perceived as that now just because she returned recently. But eventually, you know, she'll do something or people will turn on her uh, at some point. Yeah. So, a a flare is going to flare. It's it's going to happen. Yeah. So they're going to be a heel. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe the stuff wraps up with Judgment Day. And maybe they turn Rhea face at some point. We'll see. I know I know she's definitely winning the title at WrestleMania. I can oh, yeah. see that. Yeah, that's that's almost a, a near you know hundred percent right there. Yeah, I'd say so. Any other thoughts before we move on to the main event, which is probably just as big, if not bigger, than both of these Royal Rumbles? Right. No, no tickers. Okay, main Let's event. Let's move on to the main event. Roman Reigns taking on and defeating Kevin Owens by pinfall. The match was good. I actually, I was actually invested in this match. However, we're not here to talk about the match. We're going to talk about what happened after this match. Because I know Scott is like going to burst. 
Scott, yeah, Scott, you take the lead on this one because you, 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 out of all of us, actually, I don't know, Zach, if you, how often you watch Raw and SmackDown, if it's weekly or just, yeah. So, yeah, Scott, take the lead on this because you are more emotionally invested on all this than uh. The rest I, I of haven't us. been, I haven't been this mo- emotionally invested in a WWE storyline since the S movement. Um, I was a huge Daniel Bryan fan back in the day. And that just the way that whole thing organically grew into what it was, was just outstanding. Uh, This, the whole tribal chief bloodline story started. It's been at least, it's been over two years ago. Uh, The issues between Jey Uso and Roman and the storyline is just kind of, rolled and and just grew and just turned into this must see event. Now, Raw 30 we we lost the steel cage match between Becky and Bailey because of the tribal court. Thing just ran way too long, but the problem was it was perfect cinema to watch. Like that first that whole entire half an hour was just it was it was for me, it was perfect. I haven't seen something that good in, in, in quite a long time. The the twists, the turns, you know, him telling Solo to essentially just end Sammy, Jay making the save, and just the not guilty verdict, telling him not to show up until Rumble. Then he shows up on SmackDown anyways. And, you know, thanks because of Jay and just the whole thing just leading into this. The very towards the very end of this match, Roman calls for Sammy to get a chair because there's been the ref bump. And the moment that happened, I literally sat up on my uh, on my couch and I'm like, "All right, now the good stuff's coming. Something ridiculous is going to happen." Not really. There was, I mean, a little bit of a hesitation was great. The storytelling in this match was chef's kiss. It was just fantastic. So Roman eventually gets the win. The entire bloodline hits the ring, and it's just it's the beatdown of Kevin Owens. And they get the handcuffs. And I know that there are women out there with the memes of of Roman, you know, twirling both of those those handcuffs. Um, they handcuff KO to the to the the ropes. Uso's just going to town on him with super kicks. And then Roman's gonna end the whole thing with a chair. Sammy stepping in front of him. The whole crowd explodes at that point. And I'm just like, oh, all right, we're going to end this right now. Here we go. How's this going to happen? So Sammy talks Roman out of hitting KO with the chair. Doesn't need it. He's over. KO is clearly like done. This is beneath you. The moment he said that, I was like, all right, Roman's going to make him do it. Sure enough, Roman hands him the chair, tells him, you need to be the one to finish this, and then we're done. Sammy, obviously reluctant to hit his best friend of 20-something, probably longer years. Roman then gets in his face, starts pushing him, and I'm just like, all right, here we go. We're go- we're gonna- He's going to snap. It's going to happen. And then you see him kind of, you see Sammy kind of lift the chair in the crowd. You can just hear it. It's just bubbling, and it's just getting louder and getting louder and getting louder. And then he just swings, hits Roman in the back, and the first thing I thought was, oh, my God, the shield breaking up. That was the first moment that I thought of because Roman fell the exact same way, except he didn't hit the ropes. That, that PTSD from that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and 
Oh my god. The moment that happens, the crowd explodes. Then the Usos are like, what are you doing? And the first person to attack him was Jimmy, which I was honestly surprised by. Jimmy has been his go-to the whole time. Jimmy with the attack, and then Solo gets involved. But the one person that I expected to be the first person to do it was Jay Uso, and Jay didn't do a damn thing. He was just like, like you could tell he was heartbroken, and he just kind of slumped against the against the turnbuckles. Roman's sitting there. He finally gets back up. He starts beating on Sammy as well, ripping the shirt off and everything else. And then he turns to Jay, and Jay just says, nah, I'm, I'm no. Rolls out the ring, and the crowd blows up for that too. Because, again, it brings it all the way back to the beginning of how this whole thing started. It just... I haven't been so satisfied watching a storyline come to its crescendo in such a long time. Now, obviously, where does this go from here? Do we hear about them on Raw? Do we hear about them on SmackDown? They have to capitalize on this. They can't wait another week. I would hope to God that once Raw rolls around on Monday that they talk about this immediately. I don't know. Does this make the bloodline even more dangerous? Absolutely. Because Roman, at the end of this whole thing, went to Solo and, and says, what was it? Uh, spread the word. We take no prisoners now. And I'm just like, all right. This is going to get really interesting. So where this goes from here, obviously, Elimination Chamber. Does Sammy challenge Roman for the title? I don't know. Does he go to WrestleMania and do like what John said, the night one, night two thing? I don't know. It's just. But even more so. I love this. <laughs> even more so what happens with Jay. Because not only did Jay walk away, he had this look of utter disgust. He like looked and he just was so turned off by what was going on. He was like, I want nothing to do with this. Yep. So does he do the Usos finally break up after seven, eight years? I don't know. I mean, they both have, I mean, they're gonna have a SmackDown tag team championship match, I believe, in a, probably in a couple of weeks, unless they want to stretch that out to Elimination Chamber. Uh, I don't know who they're gonna lose the raw tag team titles to, but I feel like once they lose both sets of titles, that the Usos I think might be done. Maybe. Maybe. I I hope not, but it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, having Jay respond the way he did was just, it was extra icing on the cake. It was just, it was, it was just so freaking good. Uh, but yeah, I look forward to seeing what's next for this, the whole thing. Yeah, we will see. Uh, yeah, what, the, what they were doing with the match. Uh, well, first off, I'm glad we skipped over the mini concert we had before this main event. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't, <laughs> we didn't acknowledge that. I at looked all. at the clock. It was basically 1130. And then they roll out this discount Kid Rock for a concert. <laughs> I didn't need that. I don't think anybody <laughs> needed that. I get maybe you want something in between a rumble and a main event. But I don't, it was so late. It was getting really late. I was ready. It's still pumped for the main event. I didn't need that. This was another poor placement. Like I literally even me, like I got up and I did other things while this was happening. Like, if you would have put this at the first thing, sure, cool, at this little musical thing, and then we jump into the rumble. That would have been fine. Or but even yeah, before like, the women's rumble. Maybe. Yeah. 
But I mean, the crowd was already dead from that. But so I think they tried to capitalize on the hype of what just happened with the women's rumble. But I don't know. It just, I don't know. Maybe it just makes us all kind of seem old because that's that music's popular. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> well, so the, the the crazy thing is, I think I said this when we were talking, is you know, yeah, we're getting to that point where we're just like, damn, we are, we have become our parents. You know, this isn't the music I grew up listening to, da, da, da. and I hated the music that was coming out when we were growing up, despised emo music with a passion. But like, even still, and I'm, I try to be open about a lot of things, and I, I was at Mania 33 where Pitbull, I believe, played before the main event, and. The crowd was still there for Pitbull. And I'm more of a rock and metal kind of guy over hip-hop, personally. Uh, but this was just... John and I, we could we could talk about this all day long, but just music-related. Like, this guy, he's supposed to be a country rock artist, but his logo looks like a death metal logo. I'm like, it, it, I don't know. It wasn't good. Well, I was hearing this. I, like, yeah, they, they labeled this guy as country... And I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is not like I don't like like I personally don't like country, but I know what country sounds like, and it does not sound like this. Like this, not sounded even country like, rock. That didn't sound. This like sounded rock. like this sounded like this like five finger death punch. Like that's what it sounded like to me. Knock like, off five finger death punch. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Uh, but yeah, this was just this was this was like. I know I, I I shat on the Mountain Dew pitch black match a little bit, but not it wasn't too much. But this was rotten. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, I, I will. All right, sorry. I'll jump back to the to the main event here because that's what we were talking about. We were we were talking about the good stuff. So, yeah. So during this match, I mean, you, you saw through most. I mean, you saw through the uh, the closing stages of it that you know, I think Roman Reigns he hit a low blow. On Kevin Owens, he put him through the barricade. You know, I hadn't seen anybody slammed somebody's head like that slammed on the the steps like that before. That's right. I was like, yeah, that's not something I'd ever seen before. So I was actually, I was like, ooh, I was like that. That doesn't feel. That cannot feel good. Uh, But they they saw what they were doing to Owens. So I was like, all right, they're gonna. Beat, they're gonna beat the ever living crap out of Kevin Owens here, and that's that's setting up for what comes after that. Yeah, so especially with how long after the actual match ended itself, you know, it showed it showed how interesting the storyline is, and obviously how invested people are in this storyline too. Like the you know, it took its time, but in no nobody like we like as fans, we were impatient. We were like, "What's happening? What's happening?" But that's exactly what they were doing, exactly what they were supposed to do, and just drawing it out as long as possible, you know, to, for people's anticipation. You know, when when Sammy when Sammy finally hit the this chair shot on on Roman Reigns, like that place popped. Oh my god, they went ballistic, and I had a feeling too that they would beat down on Sammy just because it was a it was a four on one assault. At this point, well, it ended up being three because Jay did did nothing. So that'll be interesting to see why uh, Jay's reasons uh, for what he did. I'm sure Roman will want an explanation for that. But if this is if this isn't setting up something between Sammy and Roman for WrestleMania, it's 
definitely setting up something for Elimination Chamber uh, in Montreal. That place is going um, to go insane if Sammy gets a title shot against Roman. It's going to yeah, be it's think- going to be madness, and I cannot absolutely cannot wait to watch it. Whether I'm there or at home, I don't care. Holy shit, it's going to be nuts. Yeah, leading into that, like Roman Roman Reigns is going to be like like he's going to have the heat on him like they did uh, after he beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah, he's 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 going to get that kind of heat going into this paper. Like if not at that paper, if not going into that pay per view at that at that pay per view, he's going to be the most hated man on the planet. (laughs) Especially in Canada. Yeah, and. Yeah. Yeah. And along those lines, it shows how successful all this was because they were loud. Fuck you, Roman chants. That was amazing, too. Yeah. I mean, not WWE didn't try to everybody pieces, too. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was incredible. And what I love, Zach, about that, he looks up. Okay. I had to watch, I was really watching this. He looks up and he's looking around. He starts taking the flowers off the, uh, the lot, the lay. He's just like throwing them on him like an insult. And I'm like, this guy has fire yep. heat and he knows like Embracing I get chills. It, it. I'm getting chills talking about it right now. It was so good. He gets it. He gets it. Like uh, what? I don't know what it was that, that finally Roman clicked when it came to just feeding off the crowd. But my God, that was just amazing. Oh, the whole, that was, the whole thing was just so that was good. Yeah, that was, this was what they needed. Like, yeah, because uh, yeah, Roman's been so dominant and so great. So you can't not respect what he's been doing. So you didn't fully like hate him. But then, yeah, bringing Sammy in and getting everyone to love him so much and then having Roman and everyone beat him down, inspiring those chants. Yeah, that was chef's kiss. Like Scott said, how that all turned out. And I'm I'm now most interested moving forward in the potential fracturing of the bloodline with Jay walking out. And could we see Jay align with Sammy and KO do a little three on three action with Roman solo and Jimmy. Could that be? I I, I fell asleep during this because of the time that this was going on. But when I woke up in the morning, I rewatched it. I texted Scott and John and I'm like, raw just became musty this week. Yep. Like it's been a while. And again, I know this is, this is storylines been going on for like a year now, but it's been a while since I've wanted to watch WWE for a storyline, like a while, but this one I'm like yeah. raws on my list. Now I'm watching raw on Monday, hands down. It's going to be good. Yeah. So they're, they're doing their jobs. Well, yep. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, one last piece. I want to very minor. So I know they usually announce the following year's corresponding event at the pay-per-views. And I realized that they didn't say where the next rumble's happening. Kind of curious. I just, I'm always looking forward to see how close is it? Am I going to be able to go? I mean, being down here, obviously in, uh, in Tampa now, higher chance than it was in new England. Are we going to see the rumble in, you know, Boston? Eh, maybe. I don't know anymore. They seem to like, to, I love how we have the big arenas now. Like yes. the rumble is so important to mania. This is no longer an arena event. This is a stadium event. Which it should be. Yes. For for something this big, yeah. I did look up Sam. Unfortunately, it's it's they say it's too early to know uh where uh the Royal Rumble is 
next year. So no, no definitive answer on that yet. Ah. You know where it needs to go, Sam? Where? Vegas. At Allegiant Stadium. Ooh. Yep. Scott just wants to go back to Vegas. You you nailed that as well. <laughs> well, let's try to give me an excuse to go back to Vegas, please. Maybe we can try to pinpoint. Maybe we can try to make a guess as to where where they'd be doing it. So, well, 2020, I think they were in Texas. They were in Houston, Texas. Uh, 2021, they were they were in St. Petersburg, Florida, but that was when they were doing the Thunderdome. Um, so they did that. I think the following year, they were in St. Louis, Missouri. And then this year, uh, back to uh, back to Texas in San Antonio. All right. So they've, been, they've stayed pretty central the last few years. Oh. Uh, maybe. We'll go 10 years. We'll go 10 years because Phoenix happened in 2013. Yeah. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, yeah. 2014, 2015. Orlando, 2016. San Antonio, 2017. Philadelphia, 2018. Phoenix, 2019. So... Maybe Arizona. Oh, that's tough then. Yeah, they're they're sticking to warm climates or domes, which honestly is what they should be doing for for something the yeah. size of the Rumble. So, so maybe yeah. Phoenix or maybe a location in Florida. Who knows? Maybe Miami. Just throw Miami it would be there. cool. Yeah, throw that in, in, in where the Dolphins play. That'd be cool. And with that, I'm going to say this, and Scott and I, we've had this talk a million times. If we're doing the Royal Rumble in the enclosed arenas, in the stadium or an enclosed dome, SummerSlam should be taking place in an outside stadium because it's SummerSlam. It's the summer. Right. Exactly. The summer. Yeah. exactly. Well, wherever they do it, I say, as we were watching it last night, don't do the fake fireworks outside, <laughs> outside the arena. Did you see that, Zach? Did you notice those fireworks outside or just at the AR? Yeah, they were the augmented reality fireworks on the Alamo. Oh, geez. Yeah, I wasn't was, paying that close attention to that. It That's was awful. so bad. It was Remember so the bad. Alamo Dome? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the cars were driving by on the highway and everything. I'm like, if they had that much fireworks attached to the Alamo Dome, they'd close that highway. As they're yeah. just passing by like like nothing. So it was uh, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was another good rumble. It was a good show. Any last thoughts before we uh, get off the air here? Speaking of the, the big arena stadiums for this, I did want to congratulate all the rumble participants. There was a That was a really long and curved ramp to the ring, and I don't mm. think anybody tripped and fell down. I was waiting for it all night. Yep. It was sometimes a really long run, and it felt like sometimes there was basically 10 seconds until the next person came in by the time someone got all the way to the ring. That was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny you mentioned that, Zach. Every single time somebody went down the ramp, the ultimate warrior theme of him running down for WrestleMania 6 kept playing in my head. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Especially when Nikki crossed, because she just sprinted. She booked it, yes. And that she had great. energy when she was in the ring. I'm like, this woman's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a she, character folks <laughs> she won the best rumble sprint down the ramp mm. by far the the only person oh. i think who almost tripped on something and i think scott pointed it out bray wyatt like he's yep. walking down all of a sudden he just stops and he like looks to the side like, like he stepped on something <laughs> Lois walk tr almost trips 
which is understandable because you know it was it was it was pitch black out so you know <laughs> yeah it happens it happens yeah. so well yeah. i know oh, go ahead go ahead john i know you guys are asking the important question as we close out this uh uh, this program here uh, you can also you can always ask me anything uh, wrestling related if uh, anything literally but uh, does the does the 2023 Royal Rumble uh, premium live event get the Statman star <laughs> so very important question Zach we have decided that uh, going forward above the ring is gonna be because John's a very he's a very particular man with his wrestling he's no he's no Dave Meltzer he's kind of sick of the five star rating so we have this thing called the <laughs> Statman Star, where mm. it's either good or not, and it it's might like be all right. So like a star. Yeah, yeah. It's a one-star system. Ooh, that's a lot of pressure. Okay. So, yeah, so John, does it get the Statman Star? That it do. <laughs> that it do. Thumbs up. <laughs> one out of one. <laughs> Awesome. You know, we're doing this. We're getting ready to close out. We've got the most important part, Scott. That's right. That's yeah, what Scott I was, was trying to avoid it. Up. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, our Ship It Studios wrestling tournament championship year-long event that we've been doing. Zach, turning back into the best book machine with a commanding lead. But he does not get the championship today. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Winning the Rumble picks with 12 points, beating the next closest person by three, is John the Statman. Ooh, oh, wow. Nice. John getting okay. 12 points. He got everything correct except the most eliminations for the women's Rumble. Whoa. You got everything else right. Whoa. What? Whoa. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mr. Zach, you did finish in second with nine points. Mm. And Sam and I both finished tied for third with eight. So, so we are now out of the... Uh... Nope. You and I can still force a tie. But the only wow. person who can win outright besides Zach is now John. If John runs who started table, he will halfway win. through the year. I'm just the exactly. rookie here. <laughs> so it is now 4-2-1-1. The next time we do our next picks, I believe, will be AEW Revolution. I believe yep. is our next one. Yep. And then after that, it's Rumble's Night 1 and 2. So right. Zach Pressure's... still has a commanding lead, but that... that Pressure's heating up now, though. Getting yeah. a little bit smaller. <laughs> a little I thought doubt starts it. creeping. I thought you were going to steal it, Zach. I'm just like, yep, this is it. We're just going to do the rest of the shows for shits and giggles. Yep. <laughs> no. Something is still on the line. This is this is being well booked. Have John come in the middle of the year, and he's the big underdog, and now he gets a, his second point. He's still in it, still just yep. barely in it. Yep. They John, needed, point they, at the they needed the third sign. man. <laughs> John, point at the WrestleMania sign. It means you're going to win. If I had it there, it'd be right there. <laughs> Wait, harder, boy. Oh, oh. I'm telling you though, if this goes down to WrestleMania night two, this is the best booking that I think we've ever done. <laughs> I, got, I hope it does. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. All right. Yeah. So that just made this much more exciting. And then we'll start year three. Ooh, year three yep. already. 
Um, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you don't already do so, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. You can find myself as the SOB official, Scott as Scotty J Stream, John as John the Statman, and Zach as Mr. Zach. I did this last time. What was it, Mr. Zach the Genius? Well, I just changed it, actually. I changed it to ship it, Mr. Zach, to be on more on brand with some of our other people. So Makes sense. Ship it, Mr. Zach on Twitter. Uh, we are on all streaming platforms. If you cannot find us on one, please let us know when we put ourselves on there on that streaming platform. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, pay help people. I ship at studios and above the ring is the podcast of your choosing why they should listen to us as well. Thank you so much for listening. We are on the road to WrestleMania. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.